I could also use some of the magic tea. We, we don't have any tea. I think you're trying to ask for the devil's magic. There's no devils involved in this, only science. On a side note, do you think vegetarians would be conflicted eating one of these? Oh, vegetarians. Ugh. They're still a thing? How have they not died out in the apocalypse? I'll go next to Amali because I feel safer there emotionally. You know, with all the stupid things you say, we could probably fill a library. We could fill two with all of yours. I want to pick the important building that has a carving over it. Consequences right. be danged. Yeah, sure. Let's go for the boss room right now. Finnevere, it looks like a normal doll. It feels like a normal rag doll. Uh, I'll also, I'll try prestidigitation. Does it clean it up? Yes. Awesome. And it even looks like the smile on the doll has gotten brighter. Aw. From what I've learned and heard is that the forest was never really out here originally. Molly, did you bring any hunting gear? I brought myself. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. I am your GM and host. My name is Snow. My real name is Emily, but you can call me Snow. If you don't call me Snow, I mean, I won't hurt you because I can't reach you. But if I could, <laughs> I'm I kidding. will. I can reach you across the table. Wabam. All right. So, guys, guess what? We are on season one still, but episode 14. That's actually a lot of progress. We moved slow as molasses, but still, 14 episodes is pretty impressive. All right, so let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. And actually, this week, would everyone mind doing another descriptive for their characters for those who are just joining us now? All right, I'm Quentin Ott. I normally GM for the Missing Role Player Found Odd campaign, but here I play Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York, trying to leave the world a better place than he found it while attempting to find his wife and kids. Charles Smoot is a impressively tall, six foot six, stockily built, muscular man who aged surprisingly well. He has mostly all white hairs with some barely gray remaining. Uh, the formings of a beard now that he has not been unable to tend to it in quite some time, but a, very, a man of very simple clothing, wearing just a white shirt and some khakis right now. And most noticeable features around him would have to be his gold watch given to him by his wife, which is worn on the same arm as a really long scar running down his forearm. Hi, I'm Andrew. I play Alan Taylor, the average but not so average man from Ohio. Uh, Alan Taylor is an above average height man. He's about uh, six feet tall, rather stockily built, but not like beefcake. Hi, my name is Jaden, and I play Finnevir Avir, a uh, aspiring merchant who is looking to uh, protect his investments here, a.k.a. the other players. He's uh, about a 5'10", 20-something, brown hair, as well kept as he can with the tools that he has. He dresses to impress. However, on the road, he generally sports his overly-sized backpack full of his goods. Can we get a descriptor of a Molly? Oh, yes, I can absolutely give a descriptor of a Molly. Hot, 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 h
<laughs> okay. Oh, like a face, hair, height, etc. Amali is a six foot one tan skinned man with red hair that runs down to his shoulder blades. It's not very well kept. It looks like he cuts it himself. He probably needs a trim soon enough. He does have scars all over his back, but he likes to keep them well hidden. And some do seem to be on his chest. Of course, Finnevere knows some of these are from, well, some of their excursions and Finnevere being saved by Amali. Oops. Six foot one is short. Correct. <laughs> One is not short. You all need to calm down. All right, down. Goliath. Hey, nah, listen. No, no, no. It's clearly short, you know. To smooth, it's short, and that is one to two inches shorter than me on a good day. It's like, it's, it's like the meme of 5'10 uh, guys versus six-foot guys. Yeah. He does have piercing blue eyes, so it's very, it's piercing a good contrast. Um, piercing blue. And I might as well just do a, a description of Kelsey since she's with the group. Kelsey is a young woman who is about five foot five with brown eyes and almost black hair that has a purplish hue to it under certain lighting. Her hair is cut to around her collarbone, but she wears it up in a ponytail with some loose strands in the front. She is currently wearing a once white, now cream-colored tank top with a green jacket, long pants, and boots. She has a very meek and polite appearance about her. Hi, I'm Zach. I'll be playing Alfred Kenneth Mest. If you don't know, I do wear some relatively plain clothes. I've got some nice jeans, uh, a black T-shirt with a, with a uh, biohazard symbol on it. And I've, I'm sporting a good old white lab coat. And I have on a set of glasses. There's, there's no actual glasses in here. They're just the frames. <laughs> That's awesome. He's a hippie. Someone once told him that glasses make people look smart and respect you. And that stuck with him <laughs> for the rest of his life. From last we left off, the party had continued their trek through the Mildwood. You came across a ruined village, and within this village, you heard a strange voice that echoed through the dilapidated buildings. But you could not find anything while you were there, beyond the strange doll that Finnevere had picked up temporarily and had thrown back. You did believe that there was something in the village, but you left it behind to make your way towards where you hoped you would find Tota. And you did. As you ventured through the forest, you came out onto a cliff where you found a large statue that had a very strange lizard-like carving on it, very angular in its cut, almost tribal and ancient, but nowhere near as ancient as what Finnevere has seen in the past. You found, at this place, a swamp, and in the swamp, a small Toda family, where the young Toda is playing in the water, swimming around with his mother, until finally he climbs back up onto the dirt mound with his mother, and he nestles underneath of her as the rain continues to come down upon you. I leave you to deliberate what the heck you guys are going to do. Let's kill the big one. Uh, uh, no. I'm pretty sure you have that backwards. The big one kills us. I think you're overestimating the lizardy guile of this lizard. I think you're overestimating the guile of you. No, no, we know his guile. <laughs> He's overly confident. All of you roll a stealth for me, please. 12. 20. 14 for Finnevere. 24. Luckily for all of you, although there's been a little bit of evil conniving going on, it appears that none of the creatures have noticed your position above them. But you do see, make a perception check for me really quick. Smoot has a 20 total. 21 for Finnevere. 18. 11. Ooh. All right. I got a four. I know, I almost never get good perception checks. Everyone except for Alfred, who has taken fascination with the stone 
He's found some very interesting moss and bugs that are crawling around it that he's feeling the need to experiment on. You, the rest of you, you notice that as the Toda that was off to the, where you guys are facing, would be to the far left, the smaller one, not the very large one that would be to your right, the one that was off by itself, attempts to swim over towards the mother and her baby, which the mother promptly sits up from where she was laying down and hisses aggressively. The other Toda hisses back, but backs off and swims back towards a nest over in the corner. I think he tried to slide into a kid's meal. <laughs> People who had been from here, specifically Finnevere, did you ever try to roll knowledge nature on these guys? Uh, not yet. I don't know how that has... Hmm, interesting. No, I, not to memory. Not to memory. Smoot is aware of the existence uh, of monitor lizards and has a high knowledge nature. May he roll? You may roll if you have any history or experience with creatures of such type, which would include a biology teacher. Total of 27. Okay. 15 for Finnevere. All right. Smoot with his previous world knowledge and Finnevere with knowledge of what he's seen and what he's heard through rumors and lore. Just as Amali had said earlier, you realize that these are very much group creatures. They enjoy being around each other, but they're very protective of their young, especially during the mating season, and oftentimes may resort to cannibalistic tendencies if it comes down to protecting their young. Hmm. This is just the GM telling us we shouldn't kill the baby, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> yes, oh. someone else is on board. Oh. Guys, let's move away from here. We don't want to startle them or let them know we're here. Let's uh, move a little bit deeper into the woods. Good idea. One of us climbs a tree. We, I could, I, if I climb a tree, I could throw the spear at the baby. Well, if you throw the spear at the baby, doesn't that just mean you're going to be throwing your spear into you, the water, and then you might not get it back? And so, then your spear is left in a pit of lizards. Even if you kill the baby, how are you going to get it in a pit of lizards? We lower them away. How are you going to lure them away? You guys do. <laughs> wow. Alan, I didn't take you for the kind of guy that likes to do things on his own at I, the risk of his party. All right. Hey, hey, Finn will hey, flick hey, hey, Taylor did, on the nose. I did not say that we go into this recklessly. Let's just withdraw for now. Now that we know where they are, we can make a more informed decision and plan. Yeah. Let's back off for now. And since it's raining so much, I don't want to say it this way, but if we try anything, I don't think we're going to fare very well against creatures that really like, you know, water. It's raining, you know, the sky is falling. Maybe making camp for the evening, seeing as it is already afternoon, and then we can make preparations. Once the weather clears up, we'll fare a little bit better. Amali sighs heavily, and he seems to rub his hand against his forehead, contemplating. Uh, you might be right. I didn't really want to make camp exactly for the evening, but... We might have to, just to make sure that we're all on the safe side. There's no sense in this mission trying to rescue Cece if we lose ourselves in the process. I agree. So, do you guys disengage from the area for now? Yes. Sure. Smoot right. would back I'd... up trying to find an area no more than a mile away. Okay. You said there was moss? Yes. I want some of the moss. Okay, you, you gather some of the moss. It has a lot of that petrichor odor from it. Damn. It's very wet. Rain. It's very slimy, too, as you pick it up. You you get a good handful of it. It, it smells earthy. And a few centipedes crawl out from underneath of it as you rip it up from the statue. Can I throw some of them in, in some vials? Uh, You could roll, roll, roll to hit. <laughs> roll to roll grapple? Roll to capture centipede. Roll to grapple the centipede? I guess it would be a grapple to catch them, technically. 
13. Wow, nice. You still add CMB technically when you're doing an attack roll. It's just an easier way to calculate it. I thought he was rolling a grapple check. It wouldn't be an actual grapple. They're too tiny for you to actually grapple them. You can only grapple something that is one size category north or south of your size. Okay. So it would be an attack. So he's rolling to grab them. And you manage to grab two centipedes as they squiggle through. It seems that one of them is attempting to bite you, but its little tiny teeth can't penetrate your skin. And you have used up several vials to throw them inside. And you hear their little legs clinking against the glass as they try to escape and crawl up the sides. <laughs> and you cork the lid, I guess. Yes. All right. You guys journey away from the Tota Swamp about a mile, and you do find a nice place to set up camp for the evening. You don't really hear their sounds as much, but you can still hear them, the larger ones at least, making very loud calls and hisses, almost as if a territorial sound to drive other creatures away. Hmm. All right. So what's the plan? Anyone got an idea what you think the weather will be like tomorrow? If anybody would like, they could roll a survival to see if they can predict weather. Uh, Smoot has a total of a 19. Eight for Alan. It's actually a shame. Well, one more point, you can predict two days uh, normally. I don't know if the Lightwood has any special rules like the Grand Line in terms of weather, but a 15 generally is enough to get you one day, and for every five points, you can get an additional day. But I don't know what the rules are in this universe. 23. For those of you who rolled higher than a 15, you can predict the weather up to 24 hours in advance. So, from this point... You can tell that it's probably going to rain until late into the night. Today was very hot and muggy, but the rain kind of kept you cool, but it's humid. But it appears that tomorrow should be relatively clear sky, but still probably humid and muggy as well. Well, the rain can't last forever, can it? It's been, what, three days now? Two or three days off and on. Hopefully we should be able to hit a dry spell some point tomorrow. That'll be... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, by all means. No, 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 you uh, no, after no, you. no, you. After you. Wow, respecting your elders for once, it's amazing. Well, when I was <laughs> six, I remember it rained for two weeks straight. And then there's Finnery. Uh, no, I was just going to say, it is the rainy season, so I do expect rain almost every day. What is this, Florida? Where's Florida? It's a old world. Oh, come on, Amali, you know it's a, better. It's a place where lots of old people gather. Old people riding golf carts. It rains every day exactly at 3 p.m. There was a town called Niceville. You walked into that one. Amali's looking back and forth between all the people talking. Looks very confused until he finally says, Is that where they go to die or something? No, No, it's it's where they go to live in their old age. Also, there was a giant city-sized park run by a mouse. (laughs) Wait, what? (gasps) There was two of those, to be fair. A mouse? Yeah, really really big, creepy one. Mickey Mouse. Amali makes eye contact with Finnevere. Fictional children. He would see Finnevere's eyes rolling. A fictional character for yeah. children's entertainment. Drawn up in a costume. He pauses. What? What are. Okay. Hold on. That darn mouse owned everything <laughs> TV shows, movies, the news. Bisney. Big Bisney at its <laughs> Big Bisney. Uh, Kelsey walks up. Amali, don't take what they say to heart. They're messing with you. They're really. It was a children's story, like Kelsey gestures to Alfred. It was a fake uh, character, like what Alfred was saying. Don't take what they're saying to heart. I'm, I'm. She gives you all a glare, and she just stops talking and just continues to glare at you. What did I do wrong? Not Alfred. She's not gl- glaring at you. She's glaring at the two who are doing the whole thing. Oh, come on. At least I didn't try to explain Chuck E. Cheese's. What, are you scared of rodents? 
Who's that directed to? But, uh, Smoot directs towards Amali, seeing as he seems unsettled by the entire situation. What, do you have a fear of rodents or something? No, I'm just confused about how a rat can run a city. With an iron fist. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> all right. And buying out all of its competition. All right, well, beside the point, we probably should figure out what exactly we're doing tomorrow so we're not wasting any time. Yes, uh, I've actually been meaning to ask you this for a while. Uh, you do a fair bit of hunting in your time, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, you see, and I, I take out this wrapped meat shank, if you remember I bought last time I was in town. Yeah, the big piece of meat. Yeah. Uh, I bought this for the potential of making a, a lore out of it. Do you think they might come for it, or have you ever used bait lore in your uh, hunting? Against a toda? I don't uh, know. I've never hunted a toda, to okay. be fair. Um, so here's the idea. We put the meat out, we cook it, and we put it over a fire. This burnt gristle will waft into the forest and attract either a toda or not a toda. If not a toda shows up, we seize it, we kill it, and we eat it. And then we put it on top of the pyre and we wait to see if a toda or not toda shows up. And this wash, rinse, repeat until a toda shows up. Amali looks leery-eyed at you. That's rather grotesque, Finnevere. Uh, he, he wants to make a wild barbecue. I don't think a creature like that is going to care whether or not the meat is cooked or not. I, I, was on I think the idea about the cooking is more to get the, the scent aerosolized and wafting through the air more, yes. than, more so than raw meat. Yes, into the air where it's raining and drowning out smells. Well, hopefully this the is rain tomorrow, stops by tomorrow. No, the entire cooking process would be incumbent on a fire, which we couldn't exactly do in the pouring rain either. <clears throat> uh, on on another note, just in case it does rain and fires don't work, I'm pretty sure at least one of us still had a beast lure, didn't we? You brought one. Uh, I, I take one. Out, I take it out. out. Oh, I mean. Not that it would be much use, according to your description. We basically have a one in how many creatures are in a two-mile radius chance. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention this. With the knowledge that you guys had made earlier, or check you made earlier regarding the Tota, you know that they are territorial and that usually within several miles, there wouldn't be any other predators that you can think of. That wouldn't make sense. I wouldn't want to live next to something that was trying to kill me either. <laughs> But then again, we have been sleeping close enough to the Red Guard, but we were probably miles away from them. So it's the same logic. They only circumstantially want to kill us anyway. What? That guy was going to give me free health care. <laughs> All right. I yeah, would vote at, at for him. At the expense of getting Cece kidnapped. I'd still vote for him. Amali <laughs> speaks up. I don't know how well using a piece of meat like that's going to work. I mean, usually rotten flesh is really good if you want to try to attract something. Like that. But again, you don't know if you're going to attract just one or more. The beastler might work if you're trying to attract something small. Normally weaker creatures are attracted to it. Like the baby. Potentially. I mean, we could just take that and run. That would be pretty easy. Then we can keep it, give it a name, have a little pet, walk it on a leash around town, make it not bite people because we raise it properly. Kelsey walks over as you say that and she says, as much as I would... um." Well, she points both of her pointing fingers together and starts playing with her fingers. Oh, yeah. As much as I think that would be really, really cool, I don't know if taking a small creature like that from its environment would be very good for it. After all, I mean, Mr. Smoot, aren't you a biology teacher? Yeah, biology teacher, not a animal husbandrist. People had to domesticate 
wild animals all the time. If properly reared, it shouldn't be a problem. But hasn't it already been born and is being raised wild? Somewhat, but there can be a rehabilitation process. It's like, think about it this way. When you go to a kennel, you adopt a dog. This is just a very violent paralytic dog that if you don't train it properly, could probably kill you. We could always get it defanged. Also, what about people that take in uh, feral rescues? Or raise bears. Or, or violent rescues, for that matter. Well, I mean... Healing in, in, sick wolves in, or something. In terms of bears, the Russians have been domesticating bears for a while now, so... Bears on unicycles. That's the only thing going through Smoot's mind is a juggling bear on a unicycle. do 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 Now that I think of it, wouldn't a smaller creature like that, kind of like how baby snakes have more poison, wouldn't a young Tota be more venomous as well? Scientifically speaking. Yes, Ooh. theoretically. So we take Ominous. it, as a make an anti-venom, and then defang it. That is cruel. It's like declawing a cat. That's literally cutting off a part of its body. You do it when it's young. It's not gonna hurt it. As, it's not gonna hurt as much because its body's parts are still soft and developing. Yes, oh. but it is still an innate. It's like ripping the whiskers off of a cat. Maybe if we just put a bottle up to its teeth, it would just you know it pour out. It still has other other teeth. It's not like its fangs or its only teeth. Those are just the ones meant specifically for killing people. It's a primary self-defense mechanism. Well, we can figure out the details later if we actually manage to catch one and survive. I say Beastler's the way to go. Best case scenario, we get the baby, and we perform a modern-day version of reptile napping. And worst case scenario, we get another small creature, and we can add that to Finnevere's meat shank pile. You know, I am against waste, for the record. Well, you are a surprisingly dark bunch. How is it dark to say worst case scenario, we get another creature and we hunt it to eat it? That's hunting. I'm just surprised. You don't seem like the kind of, well, you know, city... You take me for a city slicker? (laughs) You seem inexperienced. You don't seem like the kind of people who go out hunting on a daily basis, especially in these woods. So I was saying, you talk an awful lot about killing things without any real proof to back up that you can do it. I killed a 10-point buck when I was 15. And I'm supposed to know this how? By conversing with us, which you just don't do enough. We're doing it now. My grandpa taught me to hunt since I was six. Well, I mean, that's good to know. So, you should be good at hunting then. More so, more so, well, we usually used old tools. Well, now old tools, but... I'm going to find a piece of wood to sit on while they're arguing and try to brew some tea. (laughs) You guys set up camp. Smoot would attempt to survey the nearby land to see if there are any terrain-based advantages. That's fine. Amali says, if we don't go the route of using the beast lore and we try to lure away one of the creatures using the meat, like you're talking about, Andrew, stop shaking the table. (laughs) Oh, for a moment, like, I thought that he was like a trans-dimensional creature and that just like super spooked me. (laughs) (laughs) He's allowed to break the fourth wall. He's allowed to break the fourth wall. He's got this voice. Only, only when people are only being morons. when he's scolding someone. If we don't try to lure away the baby, instead, we might want to follow or have somebody watch their movements. Somebody who's good at tracking animals. And he looks over at Alan at hunting. <clears throat> Would you be willing to do that? Trail behind and keep an eye on him while you guys try to lure him away? Yeah. No, I'm talking about while we're setting up camp, getting ready for this evening. Keep somebody. Yes. Watch their habits, see how they move, just in case something changes. Dunzo. Uh, Kelsey. He's going to walk off in the direction of the totas. Okay. Hold on. I'll grab his neck. Okay. Kelsey. Yes. Uh, could you give 
Taylor here, the whistle I gave you. Oh, yeah. So she removes that from around her neck and she places it in her hand, looks at it for a moment, and then she hands it over to Alan. He will take it and put it around his neck, under his collar, same as his necklace. Uh, Good luck. This is the I done messed up whistle. Do not hesitate to use it if you done messed up. I would probably heard him use that term at least once. Yeah, in, in all the traveling that you did... Alan's a pretty country hick. He would use the language. It is professional courtesy to use the language of who you're doing business with. I will use it if it's in the event of, in my grandpappy's words, I done gone done plum run out of options, son. <sighs> Good enough. Oddly specific, but okay. Grandpappy was an eccentric fella. Try not to step on any branches. All right, so. I got the fire. Amali goes into his pack and he pulls out a piece of parchment and a charcoal stick and he hands it to you. I don't know if it's going to be much good in the rain, but maybe if you need to write anything down. I will fold it and tuck it inside my shirt and underneath my belt. Okay. To to keep it as dry as possible. All right. For your circumstance, I'm going to have you roll a perception check three times. 13. Okay. 11 and 18. And roll a stealth for me, please. 21. I just see Jaden raise his arms up in victory pose like, oh my gosh, you look so concerned. It was great. The one that mattered for my (laughs) well-being happened to be the highest. All right. So you are hidden among some brush up top as you are watching these creatures from about the same spot on the cliff as earlier. As you're up there, you notice that the creatures, typically the mother and the baby, tend to stay towards the central area. Occasionally, you'll see the even larger totus swim around them and around each of the islets in the swamp as if it's on patrol. And sometimes, it will actually start to climb up the side of the cliff, just like it's doing now. I don't like that. And it seems to be sniffing the ground where you all were earlier. Tell me how Alan's feeling right now. This thing is getting pretty close to you. It's sniffing around these stones. You're hidden like right in the brush, right behind the stones that's hanging over the cliff, looking over this swamp. Alan's respiratory system is on strike. (laughs) (laughs) So he stopped breathing. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you're probably feeling a bit terrified right now, like just overwhelmed by this massive creature. Not terrified, but alarmed. It's not bees. (laughs) And you have your weapon on you, but... This thing is coming up. It's sniffing around the bush. <laughs> you mentioned the weapon like it is any form of significance against this know. gargantuan creature. I don't know. If I can stab it through the brain. It's only huge. It, it sniffs around, and for a moment it pauses in front of the bush where you're hidden. But then it turns back and heads back down the cliff very slowly, very carefully. But you can tell that now you know these creatures are able to climb up the side of this cliff. The big one, at least. I don't like it. All right, so you guys will have a bonus the next time around that you come here, and if you attempt to lure away one of the adult ones, you'll have a plus four bonus on your survival perception checks in this area. We also know now that they are uh, smell sensitive. Yeah. I really hope you share that fact because I've been asking, I somewhat asking about that for like, since Jakob. <laughs> the question is how scent sensitive how sensitive are they? <laughs> because if they are particularly like hound nose level sensitive, 
Maybe we can get, uh, maybe we can look around for some skunk weed and have uh, mess make some fart bombs. Back at the camp, what task would each of you pick up? You have the the ability of making a shelter, making food, etc., or doing anything that your character would need to do for their class and whatnot. I will make the fire this time. Okay, so that would be survival to make a fire. It normally would, and it would normally be a pain in the butt if if things were raining and all the wood was wet. It'd be really convenient if someone could make a fire regardless of wetness of wood specifically <laughs> listed in the special <laughs> ability they have. Magic! Uh, he does not do this out of flaunting and flaring like he likes to. This time he does it out of, oh gosh, I hope they don't take just like 45 minutes just for this. Just let me do it. <laughs> He does his best to quell his frustrations. Okay. Kelsey is aiding you in getting the firewood together, and so you can light the fire more easily. I make mention that if she manages to find any uh, pieces of flint, that'd be great, because I can't do this too much. Uh, um, You wouldn't normally find flint easily in this kind of area. Yeah, I guess. Uh, next time we're in a more rocky area, I'll have to pick some up. All right, so we'll get our, our wood together. Yep. I, it's, I wouldn't imagine it'd be too hard to... Yeah, you basically have to break a piece of flint and toss it in the direction. Late your fire. I'm not taking my armor off on this trip, so I'll have to roll the spell chance failure. Uh, yeah, easy pass. It's only 15%. Oh, okay. So, spark. Pissinger. <laughs> so, you basically snap your fingers around this piece of flint, right? Mm -hmm. um, Smoot, you went off with Praya Molly to go find a spot, right? Yeah, absolutely. We'd be surveying, surveying the natural landscape around okay. us. Okay, so Alfred... And Kelsey are there, and you see Finnevere pull out this piece of flint, which you recognize immediately, and you see him, instead of striking it with the steel with that you would expect in, like, this time, kind of time period-ish thing, you see him just snap his fingers, and as he does, the flint flies from his hand into the wood, and it blazes up in a fire. Well, that's a useful trick. Yeah, magic is useful, yes, which is why I learned it. There are some lesser-known side effects, though. It's rumored that every time you cast magic, you lose a day of your life. I don't know how true that actually is, but I do know that quickly after learning some of my more interesting tricks, I thought I'd open up a, uh, a wish lemonade stand. It's easy. You get water, magic makes it taste better, and uh, you profit, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, I tried doing this for most of a day, and not only did I have the worst headache I had ever had in my entire life, but I was sick for about two weeks afterwards. Everything comes with a cost. But man, I'll go to mess like between you and me. Watching Smoot make a fire for 45 more minutes in the rain is just... It's pretty painful. Don't tell him I said that. I promise I won't. I don't know about Alfred, but I won't. Okay, I, I trust mean, you. I don't think he needs to now. I appreciate everyone and all the effort that they give. For the record... Uh, so, Alfred, you're working with Kelsey to make a shelter at this point, nope. I would say. No? You nope. wouldn't make a shelter? I would not be working on the shelter. Okay. Uh, i tell you what I would have been doing, though. Okay. Um, I probably would have been looking around, seeing if there were any trees. There's maybe, lots of trees. Maybe about 10 feet apart. They look pretty sturdy. Yeah, you, you could find a, a set of trees like that. It's a little bit further away from the camp, but it's still within eyesight. Yeah. So I could I could theoretically take some of this vine rope that I had, lash it between the trees in a way so that when you tugged on both ends, it would come taut and effectively form a sort of tripwire. 
Yes, you could. You'd have to do a survival for that. Well, you know, to we're not doing it right now. Yeah, 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 okay. We could probably lure them over towards this way and at least get them over here. Maybe we could trip one of them up. That would give us a bit of a help. Kelsey walks over while you're saying this out loud, contemplating your thoughts, as I assume your character does. He talks out loud yes. a lot. He, he talks to himself. She walks over carrying some brush that she's using to make a shelter, and she says, You're going to have them come through the camp? Well, I mean, not right now. We obviously don't plan to stay here. Hmm, true. Well, Albert, why don't you go and hang out with um, Smoot and Amali? They're not too far out. I can see them over there. She's like, I've got this. I, I can make the shelter. All right. <laughs> so do you run off with them? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily run off. But I'd walk over towards their direction. Okay. Oh, are you going to join us, Alfred? What are you all doing exactly? We're looking for a, a better spot to lure the creatures to. A tactical vantage point, if you would, by surveying the landscape. Yeah, we could we could make a tactical advantage. Obviously, but these things here rooted in nature seem to be sturdy. They've been here for a long while. Everything's going to depend on how far out we can take them. I would say we want to get them at least, at least two miles away from the actual swamp. Because if, for example, if we try to lure away the young one, or even an adult, we don't want the backup coming so quickly. Preferably at all, but that might be being too optimistic. Amali, you've used those beast lore things before, right? Yes. When you turn them on, is it a good idea to pick them up and carry them, or...? No, they would... You wouldn't want to jostle them too much while they're working, right? It roots itself in place. So if you're holding it when you activate it, well, um, you're bait. So, so what, are we just talking it like clamps onto your hand? No, um, I've seen this happen once before on somebody who didn't know what they were doing. It pierced through their hand and now they have a giant hole there. Oh, ah. Yeah. Good to know they can be weaponized. Well, I mean... To be fair, they're all a little different. Not all of them do the same exact thing, and they're not all activated the same way. Some of them, there might be a button. Others, there might be... You might have to shake it a little bit. It just really depends on what you have. Well, anyway, come on. Let's take a look around the area and see what we can find. All right, so I'm going to have you guys roll either survival or perception, whichever one you want to roll. Your perception is usually at a negative four or five. Negative. I'll put it at a negative four because survival is usually the skill for exploration, but you can use perception in its place. So, what was everybody's rolls? 22. Ooh. Smoot had a 28 total. Okay, so you both rolled survival? Yes. Yeah. All right. Amali is simply looking around the area. He's letting you guys sort of lead the way this time around. He seems to be testing you and seeing what your thought process is on everything. After some time of backtracking and searching the right spot to conduct your ambush, you finally find an area that seems far away enough from the swamp to prevent the other Tota from interfering in your quest, but also advantageous with plenty of space and spots for camouflage. So, the area that you guys walk into has a very wide open space towards the center. There is what appears to be an opening in the canopy of trees up top in a grassier spot than most of the other areas which have a lot of moss and dirt. You see that there are, 
on the northern and southwestern parts of the area have these tiered hills with sharp inclines about two feet tall, where most of the trees seem to be sitting on top of them. And you see that there are vines and roots that are coming out from these cliff edges. And you see that on the northern hill, there is a set of large boulders, fallen tree, and that's pretty much what the area has beyond some berry bushes and other plants. Uh, to confirm, all of these stumps I'm seeing are fully fledged trees, correct? Yes. All right, wonderful. It's not easy to see, but there is an outline of where the tree canopies are. This looks like a good spot. Best one we found yet. Oh, the number of advantages for us. We have multiple tiers. That way we can keep some of our more ranged compatriots uh, at a far enough distance. These natural tiered landscapes over here would actually provide a very nice bottleneck for the creature. If we can constrain its movement, we should be able to lay down an onslaught of it. What do you think, Mist? Hmm. Well, we're probably not going to find anything better, so... I wouldn't want to go too much further. After all, beastlers can only attract creatures up to three miles away. Quick question. Yes. This tree over here by the terrace, are there any limbs overhanging in, like lower limbs overhanging in this kind of horizontal direction? How low are you looking for? Uh, low enough that it won't be interrupted by any other limbs. You don't see on that tree too many thick limbs that you could reach easily. There's a lot of young ones that are sprouting off the sides of it. How about some of the other trees? Just out of curiosity. A lot of the trees here seem to be relatively old. They have been growing for a very long time, so most of their branches are higher up in the trees where you can't really reach them easily. There are probably... How high are we talking? About 15 feet high. That's fine. Okay, so that's what you consider? Yeah. Uh, Smood would walk over to this terrace over here and look and inspect this large log. The terrace to the north? Yes. Sure. You're looking at the log. How big? Is it like I can't wrap my arms around it by myself kind of big? The log itself is approximately two Allen's worth. Wide? Yeah. I'm using Allen as a reference because I have a picture of him. Americans will use anything but the metric system. <laughs> it's so true, though. So it's four feet in diameter. Yeah. But I can wrap my arms around it. Yeah, you could. It's heavy. It's a, it, It's very, very heavy. It feels like it's a more recent acquisition of the forest floor. Can I attempt to lift it by myself? How do I calculate how heavy this log is? Well, technically, you'd be able to, knowing the diameter, you would take the radius, measure the circumference, find the volume of the cylinder, and then calculate weight based off of wood density. I was about to say, I was. you have to consider the density of the wood. It's a heavy tree. We're going to... It, it's it's heavy. You, you need help. Okay. So Smook can only carry 175 pounds on his own. It's more than 175 pounds. I, I it's a full trunk. Hey, uh, guys, I had uh, maybe a crazy idea. Go on. I like crazy. Well, you we're... Do, you don't seem to like us. <laughs> Fair point. Okay, but maybe that's I, a lie. Out of game? CC. He, <laughs> he loves crazy. He loves crazy. With he all of his heart. Crazy. Uh, Mast, how much vine did you end up getting? Ah, uh, like... 20 feet. Oh, goodness. I was hoping we might have more. Not not really. I, I have 50 feet of rope, but I figure your vine might be stronger. Um, uh, So I, I had a little wild idea. Maybe I've been watching too much Looney Tunes, but... What's Looney Tunes? Um, Children's cartoons. More children's cartoons. I, uh, I don't understand. Okay, okay. Any, just, just hear, okay. hear me out. Uh, in numerous episodes, it is not very unheard of. What if we made a makeshift battering ram? We could... 
swing some rope up to one of these sturdier limbs on one of these trees, fix it there, and then strap this log to it. With this log, as soon as the tota comes through this bottlenecked area, we let the tree trunk loose, and then it would swing in and ram it right in the side. Amali walks over to you where you're holding um, onto the log, trying to pick it up. It's a hefty sucker. It would hit like a truck. He reaches down both arms and he wraps it around and he lifts up the bottom of the tree. God. Okay, I see. You're young and spry. You got to make a point now, don't you? He can carry 400 pounds without nice. a problem. Oh, I didn't know. He, he looks at you. I don't know if those vines can hold this. You don't think it's strong enough? Well, if I could break them. And you couldn't. You yeah. had difficulty. Okay, you want to test it right now? Not particularly. What if we shaved some weight off? Do you know we how long? We make lo- it a spear. Do you see how big this log is? Do you know how long it would take? Cut it. I didn't bring any tools for this. So how long is the log, by the way? The log itself is approximately... It's like 20 feet? Uh, I don't think that's like 20 feet. No, I think that's, I, I'd say it's about it, it 10. It is at least 15 from that image, from Actually, what I'm Yeah, no, it'd be about 15 feet. You're right. Well, we don't need the whole thing. If we just get five feet of it, that would make a perfect battering ram. So we'd have to cut it. Do you... This is about four feet. I'm translating because I don't have a measurement system yet. Do you want him to karate chop the log in half? I don't think he Motions Jaden towards me. (laughs) Jet Fusion can make a a snowboard out of a door. Does... Do we not have a hatchet on us at all? I don't know. Let me look. He looks at himself, who's carrying basically nothing except his pack. There's no weapons on it. No, I don't have a hatchet. That's at the house. How do you uh, think I make all those weapons? I mean, I'm sure this isn't the only log in a forest. They just don't make much noise. Not when you're around. All right, we have several options here. Number one. I mean, we could try... What about those boulders? We could do something similar with the boulders. You can knock the boulders over, yeah. Oh, I was going to say we swing the boulder at it, but... I thought you were going to do something a little bit cooler where you would... Um... Like make a artificial rock slide? Yeah. Are, are we making a trebuchet? If we don't have the technology to cut a log in half, we definitely don't have the machine parts necessary to make a trebuchet. We could ma- we could do a trebuchet. We could potentially make a tripwire somewhere in here, or we could use rope and the vines to make leg traps. All we have to do is ensnare it in this general position for long enough, and we can hit it with either a large log or a very large rock. Or- we could dig a really deep hole. <laughs> I don't know who was going to sit you. I'm not have an axe. Are I'm, you telling me you have a shovel on you? Amali, <laughs> do you have a shovel? Have you been holding out on us? Out of game? Hands can move dirt. It takes it's a wet. Lot longer, though. And messy. Yes, but if they can come up the cliffside over by the river, I'm pretty sure a five foot deep hole wouldn't matter to them. Uh, suddenly not having a place to stand is uh, disorienting, to say the least. Uh, I like the idea of a booby trap. Big fan. Make this like home alone, except forest with friends. Uh, forest with friends. I mean, if we get into the right position, I could try to stun it. I mean, definitely. All we have to do is bait it over here. Then we can let down all the rocks. That'll do some massive damage. And with all of us hiding on the side flanks and all of these bushes and cliff sides... Benavir can shoot it with his bow. Mest, you can drop some bombs on it. We might not even need to get close. Smoot, but again, this is dependent on if we're using the Beast Lord to try to get the baby, or we're trying to kill an adult. Well, obviously, ideally, we'd get the baby and just run. Well, I mean, if we get the baby, this is a lot less difficult. I'm sure 
one of us could at bop least... it over the head with a stick. Like yeah. it's, it's not that big. We're if it of... was the bigger ones, we'll need more preparation. We're kind of working with very little equipment here. When I came out here, I was just assuming, eh, I'm going to punch it. Well, we're <laughs> probably going to use that as a solid plan B. That's, I, I was going to go with that's like part of plan A. That is definitely a solid part of plan A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay, I'm sorry. Amali's plan was to come out here and punch it. And he calls us crazy. Now I just need to get some art of Amali just like pouting and then like put over. <laughs> like, I just wanted to punch it and now things are more complicated. <laughs> Can I go over to this pile of rocks and try and find a reasonably sized boulder? There, are, yes, you can see a that. A medium-sized boulder, to be precise. You you find that there is a medium-sized boulder there, okay. buried under some other rocks. Okay. Can I... What is the weight of a boulder? Things <laughs> I would never thought I'd have to ask myself. More it's than a mound. More right, than uh, a okay, rock. Okay, I'm going to put Anyways. it this way. You would have to struggle to pick it up as a deadlift, but you could do it. Yeah. Okay. So, what if we just used one of these... And he smooths, hefting a giant rock. We could attach it by one of the ropes, swing it down, and then bang, right in the kisser. Well, at this point, I don't think we're really getting too much done without the rest of the group figuring out what we need to do. They need to be in on this. So I recommend mark this off. And he goes, pulls out his map. Mark this off, and we'll come back All another right. time. I must have the job. Amali suggests that you guys head back to the camp to regroup with everybody. Sounds good. Let's fill everyone else in and what our ideas are and get some other input. We can head back here tomorrow if the weather's better. All right. So you guys head back to the camp. Uh, Finnevere, you have some time to talk with Kelsey. Hey, Kelsey, did you finish off the coffee yet? Uh, I think I finished that a while ago. All right. I was just wanted the flask back. That's all. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, here. She hands you back the flask. I just really like the flask. That's all. He wants to press to digitate it to be hot again. No, I just want to wash it out. It's hygienic. All right. So, Alan, you do return later in the evening. Um, Amali makes everybody wait before they start deliberating what they found and what you guys are going to do. All right. This is your time to plan. Figure out what the heck you're going to do. And the next morning, you'll be spending some time setting it up. All right. All right, boys. Two big things. One, those things can smell. And it seems they track via smell. Oh, I got something for that. Two, they can climb the cliff with ease. With the greatest of ease. Mm. Meanwhile, messed Amali and myself. We were wondering to find a better spot than this. We found a good place that has a pretty decent tactical advantage if we could lure one there. We even found an interesting location where we could maybe jerry-rig some kind of swinging contraption. We could maybe hit it with a rather large boulder. Maybe some booby traps. I forgot to mention, the big one goes on patrol around that little area they was in. Hopefully we don't get that one. Well, Agreed. Like I said, if we use the beast lore, the beast lore won't bring anything that's, well, for me, it's not terrible, but for you guys, it might not be the best, but it doesn't usually attract anything that's too strong. Good. So my question is, are we using the beast lore? Are we trying to get a larger one? We might as well start with the beast lore. And if that fails, then we try and get a larger one. Uh, these things don't grow on trees, you know. No, they're bought in markets. We're aware. Yeah, well, listen. Yeah, bought in markets where they are an incredibly hot, or they are an incredibly rare item. Were they? How much did you spend on it, Finn? There was one of them. How much did he spend on it, Finn? Uh, I don't think it was too expensive. I thought it was only like 20 silver. Yes. It was one of them. Uh, it was 30 silver. That's not too bad. We were able to make that in a single day. Listen, if we're not able to catch one of these things and it, get this venom, 
I don't know how much longer we should stay out here. Because even if we do return empty-handed, unfortunately, but... Marnie did say Cece will improve. It'll just take a lot longer for her to get better. No, that's that's not acceptable. I'm aware, Finn, but I'm just saying, if we can't catch them, if somebody gets too hurt, we will have to turn around. (sighs) Worst case scenario, we could see if the Red Guard are still in town. At this point, I will give Amali the Beast Lore. Here, you hold on to it. He looks at you, gets a little wide-eyed, but he opens up his palm and... Waits for you to put it there. I will place it in the palm. Wait, how many of them doohickeys you got on you? None. Not that specific one. Relics. What? Relics? Yeah. I didn't they... bring any. I sell them. I don't know if you keep any of them. Uh, in order to take care of Cece, I always sell them at the reliquary to Liamore. Also, he's the one who warned you about not carrying too many. Are you really concerned that he forgot his own rule? I am paranoid about devilry. Then you should be more concerned about Mest and not Amali. I don't know what that man's thinking at any given point of the day. I could sure go for a taco right now. What's a you taco? Know, I'm on the same page. What? Oh my gosh, I've not a taco? missed taco. It's, 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 <laughs> I've not missed Bacotel so much in so long. <laughs> it is a food item. It's made with a with a hardened shell made of like corn, like pre- you, you do you do up corn like you do flour with wheat. You crush it up, you make a little flat thing with it, and you curl it, and then you bake it, and it gets hard. Then you stuff meat, and vegetables, and other such stuff in there, and it's delicious. And if you go to Bacotel, you can get them for pennies on the dollar, man. That value menu is amazing. Bacotel? Yes, it is a chain restaurant. It was a place that sold prepared food for minutes of wage. It is one of the few places that I trust at two in the morning. I went to the Rising Dragon once. They didn't have tacos there, though. We need to reintroduce the taco to civilization. Finnevere, you like profit, right? Okay, uh, during this, can I whisper to Kelsey? It's like, have you ever been to Bacotel? I've been to Taco Bell, but not Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> We're not trying sponsored. to avoid copyrights. Not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> not, not sponsored by Bacotel. Please sponsor <laughs> us. sponsored, not sponsored. That, that, I, I like the meme. It's great. But she's like, I've been there a few times. It's it's okay. It's not my favorite food. Listen, Benavir, if, if you truly are, a fan of profit. Nothing. And they go quote my words on this if you must. Nothing will make you more profit than street vendoring tacos. I, I don't that know. That and hot dogs. I, I don't know. Churros. I, churros might do pretty But well. churros is also another Mexican cuisine. Just bundle it all in one. In a flash, I will grab my notepad of like life goals and stuff, uh, the, the important notes, and I'll like slam down his words. Taco I put it in stand. quotes. Well, beyond tacos, which sound delicious, and I expect them to be made at some point. He looks Absolutely. Around. Anyway. <laughs> you guys have corn around here? I, n- not We don't here. need corn flour, technically. We, we can make it out. Any rap will do. No. He's it's, looking it's, back it's and the forth. spices that really make it. It's he, true. He's looking back and forth. Anyway, are we going straight for the baby? Are we trying to set a trap for an adult? I say we set traps, we use them if necessary. We set traps just in case we get an adult and we end up luring one in. Ideally, we will just lizard nap the small child. Alan, question. Eh? Did the baby ever wander off by itself? You saw that occasionally the baby would try to 
swim around and wander off. The mom would be relatively close by, but he was able to go a good distance away without her following after him. I don't think he's going to be able to go two miles away without being followed. The uh, the mother would rear the child and follow it and keep it from going from straying too far. It could get a distance away, maybe out of sight, but not too much farther beyond that. I do prefer All to right. be on the hunting end instead of the hunted. All right, so we set the traps. If the baby shows up, we res- we assume Mama Bear's coming for us too. So we're gonna have Mama to. Told us. Let's set traps for the big one. Just in case, that is the best idea. I don't think we'll need to set traps for the baby, because if we encounter the baby, I reckon we'll be able to either A, kidnap it, or B, stab the crap out of it. Listen, let's use non-lethal. Anyways, Molly was really excited to punch it in the face. (laughs) He blushes. Like, he gets really red. No, no. Now I'm just imagining a Molly Molly punching the baby. No, 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 no. And he looks at Kelsey, shakes it. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. In the woods, he told me that was his master solution. Is he just planned on punching it? He is really good at that, by the way, to be fair. Let's rest up for now and prepare everything that we could need. That means, Mask, you're on potion duty. I don't want anything that you can make to go unmade just in case of a worst case scenario. Do you have any yarrow root? I gave you five the other day. Have you, you already did? burned through it? Yes. I don't remember. You I gave you five yarrow root. I've given you walnuts. I've given you... There, what, I what? remember the walnuts. I don't remember the yarrow root. I can see why he would get in trouble at the, the college you worked at. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are the supplies we gave you? Oh, uh, did you give me supplies? <laughs> well, I, I don't know uh, what happened. Also, this is important to me. Was the Taco Bell reference canon? The Taco Bell? From Taco Bell or Bacotel? No, it was the Taco Bell reference from Kelsey Cannon. It's important to me. She said she ate there a few times. Yeah, that'll be Cannon. Okay. She said it. It was important. Thank you. <laughs> Kelsey's been to the AU where things aren't AUified. Wait, 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 wait. Why would you call it Bacotel if you're going to call it a taco in general? Why wouldn't you just call it a Baco? No, we call it Taco Baco. I heard he called it. Everyone has called it Bacotel Hotel except Kelsey. No, I'm talking fun. about the idea of a taco, though. If you're going to call oh. it a taco, you might as well call it Taco Bell. No, no. If we make in a restaurant, we call it a taco, taco triangle. Taco Baco. <laughs> taco triangles. All right. think go outside okay. the binkle. So, All right, so what traps can we make, folks, for the big one? Well, we could probably make, like, a tripwire or something along the lines. We can make stick punji. Which are like caltrops, but garbage. Uh, these we things can... casually and accidentally break trees, so... Yeah, we... but trees aren't sharp normally. You have a point. Trees can... are not normally sharp. I can walk on a flatbed truck all day, but I can't walk on the points of swords. All right, specifically talk about trap. Pick your trap. I'm going to give you five minutes. If you don't have a trap, I'll pick it for you. I'm going to borrow a knife from someone and start sharpening sticks and sticking them in the ground. In camp. Where we're not fighting them. Oh, wait. I will start sharpening sticks to be put in the ground. Uh, I will help with that idea. We can drop a rock on it. I am a big fan of dropping rocks. I think we should still use the vine rope idea of swinging it into its face, though. That's a good idea, but I'm going to keep sharpening the sticks. That's fine. We can have backup plans. Uh, We are both making as many sharp sticks as possible. And for the record, I always maintenance my tools afterwards. Okay. All right. So you're making sharp sticks. How long... Uh, eight inches. 
Okay. So that they can stick four inches into the ground and four inches out of the ground. So you're making caltrops for a lizard. Got it. Yeah, pretty much Punji. Uh, Amali, you you seem to have a natural proclivity for this. Can you find me a hardy stick, one that you don't think would be dry rotted or anything? Just something that's going to hit a little harder and be a little bigger than this tiny dagger. Smooth, you're in a forest. There are are sticks Are all the sticks equally viable? Fine, I'm going to go survival check for one. Listen, the sticks aren't in the trees. (laughs) So that means I have a total of ten. The sticks are in the trees. The sticks are in the trees, Amali. I don't know what you want from me. Go find me a log woman. I'm not a. I'm not a woman. I I, I thought this was pretty obvious. <laughs> oh, I was gonna gesture to him like pulling out his pants, but a little bit. But I'm like, nah, he wouldn't do that. That's not appropriate. Um, yeah, maybe David's idea for strip poker was not that far off the mark. Does he have like an open shirt? So he wears a. Would it be? Would it be relatively like V-neck open? So he's actually wearing almost a high-collared shirt that cuts off around the sleeve. So there's it's sleeveless, and he also wears a vest over top of that that would be buttoned down the center. He just points to his pecs. He flexes a little bit. I thought this was pretty obvious. Fine, I will find you a stick. Only if you say it nicely, though. Please. That's and right. thank you. Yep, that's right. <laughs> what do you need a big stick for? The better to beat them with, my dear. Don't you have the bone? Smoot, I have to tell you this. The sticks are in the trees. <laughs> the sticks are... I told you the sticks are in the trees. And you're like, oh, just walk around anywhere. You can just grab one. He also crit failed, but he only had a... He also has a low perception comparatively. Can I also look for a sap while I'm already looking for sticks? Yes. What are, what are we rolling for stick finding? Just perception. 21. 25. You both find a stick at the same exact time. Alfred is the first to pick it up, though. A massive, thick, meaty stick. Mm, That's how I like them. I toss it towards Smoot. It's even like it's got a naturally grown handle. I I start setting up my uh, alchemy set. Okay. What potions do you make? Uh, The only ones I really have ingredients for right now would would be the cure light wounds. As I mentioned before, your kit does have some basic basic ingredients that gave you the ideas for making some of your other potions, such as for the true strike. The idea that you had for that was using a feather from a predatory bird, which you have in your kit. You have one. Okay. Endure elements. You needed a spicy food item and cold food item. Cold food could also include things like mint leaves, you think. Um, crafter's fortune. You would just need a small piece of material from the desired craft type. And Bomber's Eye, you just need something that has caffeine in it that you can boil down or crush or whatever. While I'm carving up sticks, I'll do a few uh, alterations to the sap to make it easier to grab. That would be a skill check to make sure that you don't, like, that you if you do want to do it nicely or well enough that he actually has good grip on it. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah, um, um, I'd, I'd, like, specifically would... Um, uh, scrape off the bark around where I would imagine he would hold it. I would say because you don't, I know you don't have craft um, woodworking, basically. You would basically roll a craft. It would be your intelligence with your intelligence modifier with the roll. Okay. Yeah, if I had survival, I'd say like I put rope around, try to make a grip, but I can't do that. I could maybe burn it, but adding the mod would bring it to 13. You, with what little expertise that you have with carving... You make some notches in it, thinking that this might help Smoot with grip of the wood, but it really doesn't make too much of a difference. 
Oh, I'm not trying to give him a bonus. It's just like it's kind of for feel. Oh yeah, no, I gotcha, I gotcha. But flavor wise, it's still it doesn't mm. make too much of a difference. It looks as it looks like you cut pieces of the wood away, but it's still about the same as when he when you first found it. All right, and I will present it to Smoot, and I will tell him that Mast found it. Perfect. Me and Amali were having a hard time. These are dangerous and elusive creatures. And the rest of my time will be spent on Gosh, don't I know uh, it. sharpening sticks and chowing down on rations. All right, sounds good. Okay, guys. So I would have made a potion of true strike as well as a cure light wounds. You guys rest up for the evening. You ate dinner and the next morning comes. The rain seemed to have stopped during the night, making it a little less cold. All of you still a little damp from the rain, but the shelter that Kelsey made was actually pretty decent and it held up overnight. Although, Alan, you found yourself being dripped upon the most by the runoff. It was not fun. All right. Go time, team. No time to waste. You guys head over to the section of the forest that you marked off on the map. You guys would probably take about two hours, maybe, to get yourself set up. Sounds good. All right, Alan. Today's the day. Also, today is stabbing day. Today is stabbing day. Zach, you can prepare your potions while the rest of us are setting up the other things. Though, you too. can do potions. You could do your extracts, which, remember, your extracts can get turned into potions later in the day if you need to. Um, and your mutagens. So let's just say we're in the area and everyone else is setting up while you're also setting up. I'll make two of the cure light wound extracts and one true strike. Okay. Cool, cool. Uh, the true strike, I believe, required a bird of prey oh, right. feather. Uh, never mind. I you made a potion of it. Those. Yeah. I used that yesterday. I can't do that. So I'll just make three of the cure light wounds. Okay. Yeah. You would have to go out and find another bird feather, which you'd have to maybe climb a tree at some point. I can't uh, we do should've, that. We should have used the other extract to find a bird and throw a rock at it using the old extract. I have a negative one to climb. Uh, the big lizards take up a two by two, correct? They are large creatures, so yes. Okay, so those are not going to work for how we're going to want to place these, Jaden, because we're going to want to stagger them in a zigzag, like, zipper formation so that at any point we can travel through them diagonally, but no matter how the creatures travel through them, they will always step on a space with them. Yeah. Because we're going to want to fill whole spaces. FYI, the way that you guys enter through here is always from the east side. That is the entry point. That is the direction of the swap as well. I would say you guys could put those on the hill. That way, if it tries to climb up towards us, it gets stabbed. Uh, I would enlist Molly's help and attempt to jerry-rig using the 50 feet of rope, some type of makeshift rock swing. Basically, I would throw the rope up over... The, the tree branch and then I once it is fastened there uh, I would tie it around the rock to see if it swings back and forth uh, before I let it go just to make sure that one pass through is enough and that the tree branch will both hold and the rope will both hold I will gently attempt to release it to see if there's too much tension. What size rock are you trying to do? Uh, just a medium size rock. It would probably be close to 300 pounds like yeah. Andrew already estimated. Um trying to do this on one of the lower branches you hear it start creaking it does shake a little bit as you're as you're letting it loose and the branch hangs down a little bit you might have one shot with it or it might fail entirely you're not sure is the i will take my chances okay i will just hold it here to make sure that there is as little weight as possible okay so um you where are you standing smoot would be up positioned on like the first level of the hill 
up near the northwest of the corner of this map currently. So you guys are placing traps all around the area. How many spaces worth, so how many like five foot squares worth of uh, sticks were we able to make? Because that kind of matters. Seven. I have enough then. Remember, we want it to be able to walk back to me without being stabbed first, I would assume. I mean, you can always stop and break them and move. Well, then it yes. wastes its turn doing that. But and then it, we get that, hit that, it again anyways. that achieves the objective. It could probably break three of them at once. More than likely with a tail slash. Did we want to do a boulder trap? I already did. Oh, we did? I made a boulder swing trap. I got this, guys. Are you going to stand out in the open like that? Quick, someone, hide me in a bush. If you all hide up by these cliffs over by me, we might be able to do enough damage that'll spook it back running towards the swamp, which would lead it through the sticks. We can have Amali waiting back by these bushes over here, and then you punch it. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait a second. Hold on. Ah, I had an idea. What if, Benvir, you have that piece of meat? Uh, yes. Now I hear what you're all saying about placing all the traps. They're fine. Alan, I'm sorry. Anything could see those coming from a mile away. They're not hidden. They're sticking out of the ground. They're twigs. They're not supposed to be hidden. They're, it's more so we're going to use it as a wall. And if, if it wants to, fo- it either has to go through multiple of us to escape. That's not much of a threat. Wow, I see. What if you were over there, though? Okay, either we stab the stuffings out of it or the ground does. Or it what just... I was going to say okay. is... You use the meat as a lure to keep it distracted. If all you do is you spook the creature and you make it flee, you're going to end up getting hit by its tail, knocked back, knocked out, and then dead. I mean, that's kind of the point of the beast lure. We want to lure it over to this general area, then we the smash The beast lure, I don't think, is going to work on the bigger creature. It's going to work on the young one. It's- Which is the ideal circumstance. Nah. These are in case we get the big ones. I think we can all... Ha- I think collectively as a group, we can handle the baby. And of course we planned on using the meat as a lure. That's the entire reason why Finnevere brought it up. Do not remember the giant mound of dead bodies that you were criticizing us for. There was a mound of dead bodies? In what? Finnevere's imagination. The mound of dead bodies plan. The barbecue pyre. Oh my gosh. Finnevere. Uh, beside the point of that being really dark, if we put the meat, maybe we hang it up somewhere or we could just place it on the ground. It depends. If we can keep it distracted... Then you sneak up and attack it. I could try and stun it then. Oh, um, I actually have something for that. Uh, I have this. It, it's a, a bag of um, scent cloak. We could dust it on ourselves before or we can put it on trails behind. That is good. That is a great idea. We want to hide our scent. It also it doesn't did... smell like an elk's behind. It did seem like it was only just then discovering our scent when I'd gone back and then sat there for a while. Well, the idea then is if it has to get close to smell us, and he looks over at Smoot, and if Smoot is going to be standing there like a bulwark. Bulwark? Yep, I'm going to take that as a compliment, because I'm an optimist. I am hidden in a bush. They must be very elusive creatures. All right, before I forget, everyone gather together, uh, and I'll dust it on all of us. Uh, I'm going to use up the scent cloak. I don't want to forget to do this. It, okay. By the way, it does not make us immune to scent, which there's a, there is a version of that. What is the DC that it has to pass to be able to smell you? Whatever it normally is, plus 10. Pretty good. Smoot would poke out a little. Uh, directly opposed from me on the other side of this little divot here, there's another bush. If you guys wanted to hide in there, you can get a pretty good vantage point. Or someone can hide behind this log behind me. Benavir and Mest, I figured you'd probably want to get ranged attacks in. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hide over by, like by that tree. This tree? Yeah, yeah, the, on the same level as you, but the one closer to the rocks. Snow, what do you think I would need for a mutagen for dexterity bonus? Uh, it's in your kit. You figure out that there's. I'm saying or, it's in your alchemist kit. Oh. I'm not going to require anything specific because that would just be a pain in the butt for mutagens. Okay. You find some chemicals that smell pretty potent and they are labeled. And after learning the language, you see one says brain power. One says, wait, no. Not brain power. It, it'd be, it'd be um, like muscles. It's literally a, it's a drawing of somebody with muscles, somebody who's dodging something. And another one is someone who. Getting slapped. In it's this. like a picture of somebody who looks sickly and then healthy. Okay. Amazing. So we're going to go with the with the dodging one. Okay. So you use a bit of your uh, mutagen component. Okay. So I, I've taken an hour to brew a single dose of mutagen. If I do not use this, this remains potent. Uh, if I go to make another mutagen, it is then inert. Where is Kelsey and Taylor positioning themselves? Okay. So Amali actually moves further towards where you would expect the creature to come in through and he just says honestly i still think that letting it get a little bit closer and then following up behind it instead of being in front of it so you can just get attacked straight out isn't a better idea so i'm gonna be up here yes amali we know you like punching small children i'm not gonna smooch be nice i'm just saying he sounds really eager to be the first one to hit this thing (laughs) I'm just imagining Amali punching the little one, and it just goes over the cliff. With the Beastler, you don't have to hit it. It's docile until a, until an hour passes, and then it goes back to where it came from. If we try and move it away from I, the Beastler, wouldn't it? I am against killing the young one. As am I. We'll take it with us, if we can. We didn't make anything to transport it, though, did we? No. I mean, wow. I've still technically got still got 20 feet of vine that we could use Would to fit tie in one of up. our bags that you got us. What if we put a sack over its head? Very Amali's on board. <laughs> Amali's on board for kidnapping children. It's better than killing it. I agree. Besides, all we have to do is get its venom, right? That's true. So. All right. right. Everyone. Amali approves. Amali himself have set forth this plan. I like it. I haven't set forth any plan. You suggested putting the bag over its head. You were already going to kidnap it. I'm just saying so you don't die in the process. Positions, everyone. Kelsey stays back further from Amali. She is behind one of the larger trees, just a little bit on top of the hill, crouching down beneath the bushes. Where does Alan go? I like the position I'm in. Right. Who's setting up the beast lair? Ah, that's right. You gave it to me. Yeah, I did. Fine. Bunga bunga. You didn't give it to him. Benavir did. So I'm going to describe where everybody is. Alan is right by Kelsey, but he is on the on the ground floor, essentially hiding beneath some brush with his spear wanna, at the ready. I want to hide behind the brush. You are hiding behind the brush. That you're hiding in the brush behind the brush. It's it's a bit of shame thing. Don't worry. You're gonna have to roll a stealth check anyway. So on the other side, this would be previous description was the south side of this map. On the northern side, you have Smoot, who's standing on the first tier of the hills. Uh, so he's standing there with, holding the rock, trying to hide in one of the bushes with a rock. Yep, that's where rocks ni- normally are. Uh, Alfred is standing by another tree just a little further east of Smoot up on the hill as well. He has himself hidden inside of the brush and Finevere is nearby in front of one of the trees, but still under the brush waiting to set off the rock trap, I'm assuming. Uh, I, you, I thought Smoot was in charge I, of the, I have rock the rock trap. trap. 
Is that the rock? Is that okay? That's not a real uh, trap, Quentin. But we'll try it anyway. Uh, I was just trying to get uh, to where it would be inconvenient for something to get to me, so I can use my ranged weapon. Okay. Uh, before I got into the position, I did kind of want to check up on Kelsey. I just, she's all the way on the other side at this point. Well, that's why it would be before I got in position. Okay, go for it. I, I would just kind of come up to her and go, "You gonna be okay today?" Um. Yes. All right. Yeah. I. I. What. I actually don't know what to say to that. Um, nobody's, I mean, some people ask me if I'm okay, but uh, I, I think I'll be okay. Why All do you right. ask? Well, not everyone has so much charge to go out of the middle of nowhere with people they barely know to fight giant monster lizards. Yes, with a bunch of men. I admire your bravery. Well, you're pretty brave too, so I wouldn't say that mine is to be admired. I appreciate you th- that you're here. Okay, well... I, I appreciate that you're here. This is really awkward no. between them. It's great. Uh, yeah. No, thank you. Uh, yeah. Well, good luck. You as well. Don't I die. see what's happening here. <laughs> no, actually, I I always flub this up. I want to get her opinion because I kind of think that her senses are sharp, but I always flub up the execution on the question. She's not psychic. How do you know? Has been proven. It doesn't have to be psychic. I value her sense of intuition. Anyway, I'll just go to my spot. I'm done. So in your head, you're like, dang it. I didn't ask the question again. And you just walk away a little pouty. Maybe Finnevere is actually bad at talking to women and he doesn't know. How long will it take for Finn to finally ask the question? Amali walks out from the brush and he looks at the relic that he's holding in his hand, the Beastler, and he seems to fiddle around with it until finally he takes the top star and he turns it and twists it and you and he tosses it out. Where does it land? Towards the edge of the grassy area. Well, now we wait. So, you guys wait. Please make your stealth checks. Smoot has a 14. 22. 10. 20. After about 20 minutes pass, you all make a perception check. 11 for Finnevere. 6 for Alan. Oh, gosh. 18 for Smoot. 22 for Alfred. For most of you, it feels very tense as you are watching and waiting for whatever may come towards you. In fact, you hear occasionally the snapping of branches and the fluttering of wings behind you, and it makes you turn your attention. Alfred and Smoot, you see... Down through the trees, grayish skin pass through some light. You see, as it gets closer, the young Toda wandering along the path into the area where you wait in ambush. Its small form clumsily marches towards the lure you've placed, and at times, it seems its focus is drawn elsewhere, and it looks around, sniffing. And at one point, you actually notice a very large, abnormally large butterfly flat past it, and the baby Toda tries to pounce on it several times, but it stumbles a few, making little cooing sounds as it goes. Adorable. But it continues onward towards you, towards the relic. As he enters the area and passes beneath the sunlight to the Beastler, you all are now able to focus your attention on it as somebody uses a signal, because you guys have had to have a signal, I'm going to assume. I'm capable of making a <laughs> inaudible signal. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm thrown off by the murder hobo face. He really wants to murder. Yeah, that Andrew's looking like he wants to kill this thing. <laughs> You're a monster. As he enters the area and passes beneath the sunlight to the Beastler, his 
pupils widen as a high-pitched growl seems to emanate from its throat, almost pleased and excited, and it relaxingly lowers its body, reaching out its front paws to bat at the orbs that have now appeared from the beastlore. And you see, before when the beastlore was thrown into the area, it didn't make any movement until now. And you see that parts of it start to expand and come apart and hover and you see these little orbs floating around it and the star is spinning in the center almost like a little group of planets orbiting around the base of this object but the little tota is batting at the orb suspended in the air amali do we have any sacks or bags with us the bags our stuff is in we have six yeah or five however many there are of us. A blanket bag i want you all to make a perception check again 15 for smooth 12 for Finnevere. 21. I keep rolling high crits. Uh, 17. Currently, it doesn't appear to be followed by any adult Toda. You don't see anything. You don't really hear anything behind it. It may be alone at this point. I, I want to step out towards it. Okay. So slowly start walking. Okay. Basically, I, I'm basically just going in a straight line. As you walk out, and you keep your eyes trained on the young Toda. Its eyes slowly wander up from the relic, and you find yourself met with a deep cerulean sea. It searches your face, and you feel drawn in by the creature's gaze, when a quiet, almost indiscernible question materializes in your thoughts. Who? I'm sorry, can I sense motive then? Did it say who? Who? By who? Mm-hmm. who whomst you? Can I sense motive? What do you mean sense motive? I don't know where who came from. Sure. 18. You are not 100% sure, but the voice doesn't really match anybody else's. And in a way, it, it wasn't like it was spoken out loud. And so your only assumption could be that it must have come from the Toda. These are strange times to live in. Psychic lizards. I'm... <laughs> Can I start moving closer to it? Where Where is the lizard? Make a perception check again, all of you. 17. 18 for Taylor. 14 for Finnevere. 29 for Smoot. Smoot. In the distance, you start to hear the sound and rumble of a much larger creature making its way towards you, and you hear the hissing of an adult Toda. Amali, now! <clears throat> Amali runs out. Alfred, you're making your way closer to the young one. Yeah. Amali's dumping his bag on the ground and you see his map fall out. You see rations, etc. Can, can I move to grab the map? Yes, you okay. may. Uh, I'm going to be moving to grab his map. I will also emerge and begin. Uh, well, I will emerge carefully, like not like running out, but I'll emerge and I'll go to pick up his stuff and like wrap it up in my cloak. Okay. The young Toda, as you guys run out, seems very calm. It doesn't seem to be bothered by your presence simply turns its head and makes eye contact with you until the moment that Amali runs over and puts the bag on its head. It seems to become confused at that moment and starts to lash around, trying to move its body out from his grasp. He manages to keep hold of it, ties the lashing around the sack and ties it tight so it doesn't come off of its head. And he picks it up as it struggles and he's holding it very tightly. All right, what's the plan? Are we running? Knock it out and let's run. Tie it up. Tie it. It starts to make loud cooing and call sounds and shrieks as he holds it. Okay, fine. Knock it out! Just so you know, it's not going to stay out for long. It's 
It appears to, that its muscles have tightened up and tensed, and it appears to be stunned. I don't have a way to knock this out right now. Tie it up. Well, let's let's get it away from here and away from whatever's following it. Do you have anything? He looks at Finavir. Yeah, robe. You have sleep? No, I I can o- I can only stun it maybe for a turn more. Do you, do you have lullaby or anything? I don't want to keep punching it. I feel really bad. We tie it up. That's not going to make it stop making noises. Well, let's make our way out of here now. Everyone run. All right. Uh, I've gathered Amali's things and are, I'm carrying them in my cloak wrapped up like a trash bag sack over my shoulder. Smoot, you're going to have to guide us. I'm struggling to hold this thing. That's fine. Everyone follow me. All right. So Smoot, you're going to make a survival check. Total 27. Do, do we not want to try and tie it up in the bag real quick? You are currently starting to hear the sound of branches breaking and loud hissing getting closer and more rapid. Cool, let's leave. I said run. I I was running and I run. said this way. Yeah. Run. It seems to almost, the, the young Tota starts to struggle again and start making calling sounds once again. Benavir, can you daze it or something? I, I can try. Wait, uh, that's not what I rolled. You, my gent, need, I could have sworn you had sleep. I thought you had like he lullaby wants, or something. He wants to get sleep. He doesn't I, have I that want yet. it. Okay. But I, I, it's going to be a while to level up. That's very true. I pass on casting. Uh, I use days. That DC 14? 13. 13. The young Toda struggling in Amali's arms and you all running in fear for your lives, trying to keep this small prize with you as long as you possibly can. You run and run. And it seems after a while you're able to lose the creature, but the young Toda continues to struggle. And that is where we're going to end off for this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you guys continue to join us on our adventures. Please, if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to our podcast and sharing with your friends. Leaving us a review is always a great option if you want to support us. Other ways you can support us is going to our Patreon, which is the link is in the description below, or picking up some of our merchandise in the Murph shop. So yeah, you can do that. Uh, if you guys want to hang out with us or follow us on social media, you can do so going to Twitter, Instagram at RollFound, Facebook is Missing Role Player Found, and you can go to our Discord. Link is in the description below where we hang out, we chat, and we can talk about the podcast and whatnot. All right, guys, I don't think I'm missing anything else. So thank you so much for listening again, and bye. Bye, guys. Bye. We kidnapped a, t- a lizard. <laughs>